Hi, I'm Georgina Hudson from GeorginaHudson.net. This podcast has been created to support you in your path of self-awareness and wellness and to draw a roadmap together that can help you align mind and heart. Today's topic is how to reconnect with our innermost pleasure and how to share it with others. For more information about what I do and about me, you can visit my website on GeorginaHudson.net or my Instagram account, GeorginaHudson.net. Dot coach. Hello, hello, hello. How are you today? What's up, people? Today's topic is quite taboo because one says intimate pleasure and what comes to mind is sex. Unfortunately, there isn't a more bastardized word than sex. We associate pleasure with the secret, the dirty, the forbidden, what shouldn't be done or told. Porn magazines, porn movies, shameless people, and even vulgarity. However, intimate pleasure, whether in sexual terms or not, or just by the mere fact that we are inhabiting our own bodies, has nothing to do with basic instincts, like the movie, but with love, acceptance, security, and presence. So bear with me, because you're going to like this. And as usual, I like starting by telling you my personal story. So when I was a teenager, I was told I couldn't have any physical contact with my boyfriends. When a girl my age was sensual, both in my house and in my group of friends, that girl was labeled as a little quick. And I'm saying a little quick between inverted commas. And I suppose the use of little before quick was referring to something belonging to a lower level because if a person is quick or fast let's face it one associates it with mental agility and shrewdness and to make things even worse as we didn't know what intimate pleasure was we were led to find out in all the wrong places so we came across images where bodily pleasure was something quite brutal and where a woman was completely objectified so women were this beautiful and had these ex-bodies so that men could consume them. And I know this is going to resonate more with women than with men, but this is the total truth of the early 90s and late 80s, to be honest. I remember vividly when a boy who was very close to my family and me had his first girlfriend. So he was sharing that with the family, my family, and my father was like in a very good mood and he kept cracking jokes, telling him not to be silly. My father insisted that on his age, he had to have a girlfriend here, another there, another over there. And I, on the other hand, started going out with a boy more or less at the same time and my father got very angry with me he never greeted or said a word to my poor boyfriend at that time so he made me cry i felt enraged because i didn't feel free and at the same time i was terrified of losing my father's approval so i want you to think about this how did your parents react when you had your first intimate relationships when you had your first girlfriend or boyfriend or partner how did they react what messages did they pass on to you when it came to intimate pleasure 
Was it taboo? Like it was for me? Was it, you know, more open and talked about? So this is so important when we talk about this topic. In my case, with so many orders of what to do and what not to do, I was completely disconnected from my body, from my intimacy and from the person I was dating. Everything was extremely contradictory, let me tell you, because on the one hand, the demands to meet certain parameters about beauty were loud and clear. But then, when you reached the desired weight, hairstyle and look, You had to keep it to yourself and showcase it as a mannequin in society's shop window, I promise. So we sacrificed on diets and exercise and in the beauty salon. Why? For nothing. Because it was only to, you know, um, walk on the, on society's catwalk or whatever. You know, it was just only to be desired and I, I think eligible. And I am not uh, criticizing our parents. I'm just opening our eyes to the fact that with the best intentions, they might have ingrained some ideas in us that sex or intimate pleasure was wrong. And with all the things I mentioned just a few minutes ago, I'd like to uproot the idea that to enjoy ourselves, we have to look the way our culture dictates. We don't have to fit any boxes to be beautiful. We are beautiful. I told you and, and the people who follow me on Instagram know that I went to see Alicia Keys and That girl is really on fire. She's curvy. She's beautiful. She's got that beautiful hair, her beautiful skin. And, you know, she wears almost no makeup. And she's so sexy because she owns her worth. She owns her power. And that is key. We will never be happy living from the, from the outside in but the other way around, period. Let me add here that intimate pleasure is felt in many ways, not only in a sexual relationship, and for this, it's key to feeling peace in our own skin. This goes beyond what we see in the mirror. This goes beyond our size. It is about feeling free, calm and safe regardless of our gender, size, sexual choice, skin color and spirituality or religion if we have one. I, as many podcast listeners know, had to move away from home and country at a very early age to find delight and joy in my life and in my you know, intimate pleasure too. I had been fed so many must and must nots that anything that was contradictory to those inhibited me. Only when I broke free from what was expected from me was I able to make love to life. And this is an expression that I love that I read from an old client of mine. She said, I am making love to life and I am copycat. I am such a copycat. I am borrowing the phrase from her because we need to make love to life. We need to be happy in our bodies. We need to be happy with who we are. We need to own our power. We need to enjoy our lives. And if we are not, we need to work on ourselves. 
I have a client who shared with me that he hasn't felt any sexual desire for a long time. And of course, when we do the work together with my clients, we analyze things from different angles and we peel out layer after layer. So digging deeper into his case, we came to the realization that he never felt enough. His insecurity was at play very early on when he was little at school and he had to choose toys. And he mentioned that he never chose anything until everyone had done so because he felt less entitled than the rest of the kids. That is, you know, something that might happen, might have happened to you or that might move you because it's in those little experiences that we become traumatized. When he arrived at puberty, he settled for partners he wasn't very attracted to because he thought that the ones he really liked weren't going to even notice him. He felt invisible. And today he's so so low because he's gained a few kilograms, a few pounds. And it's not the pounds or the kilograms that weigh him down. He regrets having left himself last on the list. And he doesn't feel resentment towards his parents, what older he cares, or towards his small children who are very mischievous, but who he loves. He feels sad, he feels disconnected, and he feels exhausted. So think about you, think about how worthy you feel. Think about all the insecurities that might be at play when we talk about intimate pleasure. I'm sure that my client's story will resonate with many of you. It is difficult to enjoy our body and the relationship we have with another person when we feel insufficient, when we fear being rejected. And many times what happens is that we make up for that insecurity by being too nice on the outside or by endlessly helping everyone without boundaries or on the contrary, withdrawing or distancing from a world that we feel is against us. And everything is very understandable, but we need to work on that too. Some other times we might seek pleasure in our work or domestic achievements, but behind closed doors and in the depths of our being, we will feel dissatisfied. And you know that. You might do many things to make up for the lack of intimate pleasure, but that will never be enough because you are going to be putting under the rug lots of things that need to be tended. So this topic requires a lot of courage and a lot of self-compassion. And if you ask me why, you need the courage to peel back all the layers of years of trauma and pain and also to do the necessary healing work. Today I was so proud of one of my clients because she told me that her husband said, oh, you know, you shouldn't uh, be working uh, in your therapy anymore. You have been working for two months, you know, it's, it's all right. That's it. And she was like, you know, I'm making progress, but I love this. I need to face things and to take the bull by its horns. And, you know, I was like, yay, rooting for her because she was very brave. 
she was showing her courage. And we need the self-compassion to give ourselves the necessary understanding, love and care that is necessary to embrace our essence and our history. Because I can guarantee that this work takes courage and a lot of self-love. To feel pleasure, I insist, we need to be present. If we are stressed or anxious, for example, we are going to misalign and our minds are going to fly to the past and or to the future. We need to be able to inhabit the here and now to be able to celebrate ourselves. It is also important to be relaxed, so try out all the things that bring relaxation to yourself. And also, open your senses. What makes your senses wide open? How can you open your five senses? Because that is also going to be required for you to feel pleasure in your intimate and, you know, most private life. When my clients ask me, okay, wonderful, but what can I do? I always reply to them with several questions. What do you like? What calms you down? What makes you feel butterflies in your belly? And many times they have been blocked for so many years that they have to start with themselves. My client, the one I was talking about, starting getting up earlier than his children to go for a walk without any other agenda but to savor the moment. And you can also offer yourself a bubble bath, you can stroke your body, your legs, your arms, your upper body, whatever. You can look at yourself in the mirror and see how magnificent you are. You may seek enjoyment with your partner by cooking something special, by lighting up some candles, by snuggling in the sofa, holding hands, getting a massage, or sleeping in each other's arms. So it's very little by little, you know? Changes that are sustainable happen one day at a time, but with a commitment to change. And the most important thing, I insist, is to feel at peace with oneself and to be able to bring all of ourselves to our relationship. Little by little, we start to discover, know and love who we are and that I guarantee, I promise, that fits intimacy with the other person. I hope you liked this podcast. We don't often talk about this topic and it is such an integral part of our life though. If you know anyone or someone who could benefit from this material, forward it to them and invite them to subscribe to the podcast. We also appreciate your recommendation and evaluation on any of the platforms you are listening to us as it makes us more visible to those who don't know us yet. Let me send you a very big hug and until next week. <laughs>